and welcome to episode 52 of season two of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is still Jeff Cullum. And I'm Mark Hughes, and hello, Jeff. Hey, man. How are you? I am, uh, I've had too much chicken. <laughs> at, at Popeye's chicken for lunch. No fries, no drink, but I, I ordered three pieces of chicken, and uh, two of them were huge. So Huge? Way too much chicken, yeah. Huge chicken. So, good chicken, but uh, just... Get two pieces, you'll probably be fine. I have never had Popeye's chicken. We went the first time about a week, about a month ago, because I kept seeing it. I got to say, if if you like Kentucky, if you liked KFC in the day, back in, you know, when it was good, you're (laughs) going to like... It's not good anymore? No, it's not. I I haven't really had KFC. You're going to like Popeye's. No, KFC is a total disappointment, especially if you had it when you were a kid. And I kept going to KFC, hoping it would change, but it's almost like, this is garbage. Did but, you know that um, Colonel Sanders lived in Canada for a number of years? I did not know that. Yeah, like uh, until 1980. It's like, until 1980? Yeah, well, he, he's dead. He died quite some time yes. ago. Yes. But uh, yeah, he Colonel Sanders. He was very old. He lived, he lived, in, uh, he was, he lived in Canada. Remember <laughs> when, when Norm MacDonald was the new Colonel Sanders for a very short period of time? That was weird. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, they they had yeah, they wanted to use like a uh, some famous actors. I can't remember who the second guy was, but for a short time, uh, Norm Macdonald was Colonel Sanders, <laughs> or I think they just called him the Colonel. But in in KFC ads, yeah. Well, I did. Uh, well, and I know they've got a new one right now. Yeah, but so I know that he. It's a bit odd. Yeah, he moved in 65. He moved to Mississauga. Why? And he collected franchise and appearance fees both in Canada and the U.S. Um, he lived in a bungalow on 1337 Melton Drive in Lakeview area of Mississauga until he died. Really? I wonder if he came here for the health care. <laughs> Maybe, because uh, he was uh, he was he went 75 until 80 so he was 90 when he passed well yeah he was like 65 when he or 69 when he when he started KFC like the guy was i don't know what the hell he was doing before that but uh, he obtained a patent in 1962 yeah trademarked the phrase it's finger licking good there you go hey so if you're new to the channel rate review subscribe check us out on iTunes Spotify Google Podcasts whatever yeah. We have an email address. We have a Facebook page. Facebook page with right. links to things and a we YouTube about. channel for some time. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, occasionally. sometimes occasional when I actually get around to posting video. Um, we should start filming it from above, uh, Hitchcock style. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Dad joke. Um, well, first of all, coffee. Oh yes, we have coffee, which we're drinking. It's uh, this is actually quite nice. This is from Newfoundland. It's called Cape Coffee. I don't know they grew coffee beans in Newfoundland. They don't. Uh, The country it's from, though, is Honduras. Um, (sighs) It's a washed processed. It's a Katuai varietal uh, from Banderos La Paz. And tasting notes are milk, chocolate, apple butter, and candied citrus. And the name of the thing is Eugenio Maya. Nice. So uh, I think Maya means half. So half of it's, half it's very of Eugenio. Nice. So there you go. Did you know that Honduras is my favorite country, starting with Hon? <laughs> Not Hong Kong. No. No. Honduras. You know what my least favorite it starts with Hon? What? The land of Honolulu. <laughs> From Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> Hate that place. Hate that place. Ah, <laughs> uh, do you have any dad jokes? Okay. <laughs> Instead of a, a series, I do have a dad joke. And I don't know why I think this joke is so funny, but it's just been making me chuckle for a week, okay? Okay. So uh this guy goes into a Catholic church, immediately makes a beeline for the confessional booth. So the priest goes in. Before the priest can say anything, the guy just launches. I'm 75 years old. I've been uh, faithful to the same woman for 50 years. But yesterday I had sex with two 19-year-old twins. Oh my. So there's a second or two of silence while the priest absorbed this information. And so then the priest says, uh, well, when was your last confession? And the guy goes, never. 
I'm a Jew. So he says, so why are you telling me this? I goes, buddy, I'm telling everybody. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why. I just love that joke. <laughs> uh, it's two pack of M&Ms for 50 cent. That's ludicrous. Ain't no biggie, though. Uh, Ludacris ain't dead, though. This is true. He's in Fast X. Well, neither is 50 Cent Eminem. Oh, yeah, but Biggie is, though. I'm terrified of the vertical axis. My therapist (laughs) says, why? And I start screaming. (laughs) (laughs) What did the baby corn say to the mama corn? (laughs) You're so sweet. Where's the popcorn? Oh, probably should have guessed that. Anyway, there you go. Oh, I love these Star Trek ones. <laughs> I have this fear of getting stuck in the room with Santa. Are you serious? I have claustrophobia. <laughs> yeah, they love uh, that meme. There you go. There you Woo. go. Woo. What'd you learn this week? What the hell did I learn this week? Um, something about the ocean, but now I can't remember what the hell it was. Well, I learned something. Um, oh, I learned that apparently there's uh, thousands and thousands of barrels of uh, DDT. Where? Off the coast of Los Angeles. That in, were in dumped. The sea? Yeah, that were dumped there from the 1950s on. Oh, my God. And uh, these barrels are uh, leaking. They're deteriorating. <laughs> and so when they do uh, That's 60 sampling, years, 70 years ago, they find that uh, dolphins. Most of the dolphins from that region have cancer, like 25% of them. And that there's all of the sea life has this high levels of, of DDT in their, in their uh, tissue. Right. Holy crap. And so they've tried to survey it and they don't know what to do about it because you can't really move these barrels. If you move them, you'll disturb them and you'll release more. And then you'll more. just release more. So it's oh just this, this horrible ecological Why did they dead do zone. This? It's before the EPA and all that, and it was a government just let them barrel this shit up and dump it into the ocean. This is after they discovered it was bad on land. Somebody went, "What are we gonna do with this stuff? You know, we can't use it because it's you know bad to use it as an insecticide." Why well, no? Let's dump it in the ocean, <laughs> ten miles off of the shore of Los Angeles, and maybe not even that far out. So not like deep in the Atlantic, where it's be like. We'll never see it again. No, no. You know, within territorial waters anyways. So yeah, that was more good news. <laughs> well, what did you learn? I learned that although in Alberta, we have 127 fire lookouts that are staffed and manned and have people in the U.S. Do, do, do we really? Yeah. Okay. You can actually apply they haven't for a been, job. They haven't been cut. Like uh, the firefighters? No, but in the states there are n- are none. Basically, I think there's one left. <laughs> ah, for the entire country? Yeah, they they do it all now with planes, and remote and cameras, and remote whatnot. cameras, and all sure. that stuff. Whereas uh, in Alberta, it's all done by people, and there's uh-huh. 127 of them. Wow! So, um, so you can go to fire lookouts in the U.S. Um, they make for great hikes because sure uh, they you have a destination they tend to be in a great location to see everything yeah a lot of horror stories on the internet about those uh like like creepy pasta stories and and then we had a woman disappear here in alberta one of the fire watching women that's right like 15 years ago was it that and she's like a for mystery, like a missing 411 case, one of these right. mysterious disappearances. Well, because you tend not to like have gone. cell phone service or yeah. anything like they just disappear. Yeah, so there is no, um, there is almost no uh, lookouts that are staffed in the U.S. Right. Um, I saw a video of the guy who claims to be the last one, and he's really not doing fire lookouts, looks occasionally. But he's, <laughs> he's really he's paid as a ranger looks to help with the nearby campground, right? So I don't know. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, is everything on fire? 
I don't know. I haven't been no, no, no. Well, I guess if you're a fire lookout, the expectation is you check every hour. This right? is funny. This is why they got rid of them all. If, if he's indicative, man, we've really been looking. No wonder <laughs> they got rid of all of you guys. Exactly. Um, oh, what else did I learn? I learned something else. Uh, I don't, did you learn anything else, or is that it? Um, is that it? You're, sure that's it. You're, 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 you've, you've run the whole thing. I'm sure I did. I saw some more stuff on quantum computing. Just bits and pieces, right? Oh, I learned, quite sadly, that we're losing all the Star Trek shows off of Crave. Yeah, I noticed. With the exception noticed of... Strange New World? Yeah, they're going to let that run its season why uh, paramount plus but that's american paramount plus canada there's a paramount plus canada there's gonna be and uh so we had a whole debate my wife and i on on the insanity of these networks multiple streaming services well like disney's struggling you know oh we could talk a lot about that because there's been some interesting developments. I've been following that whole thing with tell Indiana me, Jones. Me about that. Well, so it's a continued battle between Bob Iger and this Kathleen Kennedy who runs Lucasfilm. Okay. And then Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who not only stars in the Indiana Jones movie, but she basically was the Supposed creative person, right? Who oh, said really? It was her decision to make Indy all old and sad and kill Mutt and he's divorced. And, you know, she really wanted to tear him down so that they could build them back up. So it's this kind of, I, I hesitate to say feminist because I don't think it's really feminism, but this, and again, I am a woke guy, but whatever this idea of we have to go and, and, and push this stuff, right? And it's, it's failed miserably. Like the movie is failing, but they're blaming the fans for like, you guys are not giving it a chance. And there's, so there's this whole debacle. Well, but now they're talking about the board is saying this is enough. We've had enough failures now. <clears throat> Movies that cost you know hundreds of millions and and just the yeah. audience don't like them, right? And at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You can't blame the audience for liking or not liking. It's like give them what they want. Right? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. With uh, I was thinking about this after last week, our penultimate season's mm-hmm. uh, episode. We talked about the DC universe and um, the problem with like there, there are DC shows that have done exceedingly well. The Joker. Yep. Uh, even the, the new Batman. What, uh, yeah. It's called the Batman. I think. Right. But see, these are outside of the, the of the. Well, they are, the, but the they are universe. They, they, yeah. What, what they are is they're good stories. They're well exactly. told. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Whereas they're kind of trying to stick to this canon and struggle trying to make a good story out of a comic book. Well, Whereas I, I gotta say, Marvel, the Flash, you know, it does not suffer from that that attempt to um, push any kind of ideology. It was just Ezra Miller is nuts, <laughs> right? And I think a lot of people stayed away from that some of the stuff that's happening with like the star Wars and solo. And it's this small cabal of people who are trying to push an ideology, well, I like, which, I which like, I think I like is solo. great. I like solo. Right. Yeah. But like you're saying like the, uh, the female, uh, droid that was kind of putting, um, Lando down all the time. Remember the droid? I'm trying to think about them. It's sort of like a feminine voice. And she was kind of like, Small role, but she was really like mocking Lando and okay. putting him down. Yeah, Phoebe Waller Bridge, really? Yeah, oh, geez. it was the voice. Okay, I did not know that. And so, again, I think if you want to make a movie that has a great deal of social, like make any movie you want, right? An independent film that pushes the, 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 the envelope on social issues, I think is great. But to go and say, we're going to take a, a, a a successful franchise. Well, is it really and, successful? Because here's the catch. From my recollection, the last two or three uh, Indiana Jones. Well, no, uh, the last. So number four was bad. Which is the one just yeah, before that. The three first one were, were great. The wow, last one had. The Crystal Skull one was. No, a that's weird. number four. Oh, is that number that's four? That's number four. Is that the one with uh, Shia LaBeouf? Yes. That was awful. That was awful. This one's worse. <laughs> 
But you haven't seen this one. Yet. Well, no, but from what I've heard, I've like I've heard enough descriptions about it now. Okay. That with the plot and um, we're going down a rabbit hole. Here. Anyways, um, but, the, <laughs> but the point being, business is about making money, right? Of and I say, and remember there were studios that used to do, I can't remember now. They had a weird was it New Line Cinema, and they seem to have a great strategy which was we're going to make some some what the people want movies that are not deep or right but they make money because it's entertainment right and then we'll have a division that makes the more indie films the the more meaningful stuff and if it doesn't succeed if it doesn't make hundreds of million dollars nobody cares because it didn't cost that much right but but these studios were like we're going to go to mainstream movie Big dollars. Big dollars. And it turns out to be crap. Mm-hmm. It's just not a good business strategy, I don't think. Good point. So anyways. Okay. Enough. So today we are talking about glitches in the matrix. Glitches in the matrix. So let's first define a glitch in the matrix. Okay. What's a glitch? Uh, Deja vu all over again? A little bit like, it's a bit different than the Mandela effect, but but tied to it. So What's like the Mandela, Mandela effect? The Mandela That's the thing where you is, think something has happened that it hasn't actually happened. Or people begin to think they shifted realities, okay. right? But, but on a permanent basis, right. um, like a bunch of people think they remember clearly Nelson Mandela dying in prison. And then in our current reality, for lack of a better term, he did, right? He, he got released and became president. Right. But there's a lot of people who were like, when I was a kid, he died in prison. And then now he's was not right. Okay. But that's a permanent seemingly shift in people's memories. Uh, there's a whole bunch of these things like the fruit of the loom logo where people, I remember it having the cornucopia behind it. Yeah. never did. It's just the fruit and it's always just been the fruit. Never had the cornucopia. No, the Ford logo has a little curly Q on the F. A lot of people don't remember it having that it just being a straight, right? So this is these things. A glitch in the matrix on the other hand is more of a, uh, like a temporary thing. Almost like, yeah, like if you remember in the Matrix when he sees the cat. Yeah, when he sees yeah, the cat. So it's a bit of a deja vu thing, right? Yeah. And so there's lots of stories, again, where else on the internet? But I have to tell you, I've had two glitch, what I could term glitch in the Matrix experiences well, tell me in the last it. month. Okay, so the first one, uh, I go to this uh, NP, right? Uh, uh, November, November project. project yeah. And on Fridays, we run up and down... Um, is that at Glenora? McDonald, uh, uh, not Glenora, that's the stairs. Uh, the hill from the Kinsman up to 109. Okay. Um, is it McDougal, McDougal Hill? See, what, I'm having a glitch. I don't, know, in, I don't know what hill that's called. I'm having a brain fart right I, now. I know Anyways, you, yeah. we run up and down now. Okay. The, the location is not relevant. So about two, three weeks ago, um, I noticed there was a somebody who showed up. And I'd never seen this person before. And they had a bit of a distinctive appearance. And nobody else saw it. No, no. <laughs> As I was coming down like the hill. Santa Claus. With my dog. Uh, you see, so you run down the hill and you go around this pole and you turn around and you immediately go back up. So it's just a straight linear. And so on the way up, you're passing people coming down. And on the way down, you're passing people. So I turn around. This is my second or third loop. And I saw this guy and a woman coming towards me mm-hmm. and I made like eye contact with the guy for like a fraction of a second. And because he was somewhat distinctive, I'd never seen him before. I clearly remember, See. Oh, there's that guy. Right. I didn't, didn't even take notice of the woman literally a hundred feet further up the hill. I passed the same guy again <laughs> and I'm like, and at first it didn't register. And I'm like, wait a minute. I just saw that guy and there's no way he had time to like turn around, pass me, and then come back around. So it's totally one of these glitches in the matrix. Is it a twin. Well, this is what I thought. I said, "Well, I'm gonna go to, when we we all gather at the end mm-hmm. for a photo." So I was scouring the crowd. I'm like, "Hey, is this guy? Is there two of them? Right? And is there even anybody that looks like him? And there wasn't. Oh, so, and I'm like, so, so you saw him twice, and yeah. then you saw him zero. No, I, he was there, but there was only one of them. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like. That's a glitch in the matrix. Oh, yeah? The other one I'm not so sure about, and just happened in two parts, and, and just today. 
so I, I was out at a client site and it's two brothers. I'm not going to use the real name. I'm going to call them like uh, uh, Pete and Dwayne Frank. Dwayne and Dwayne. Pete and Frank, okay? okay? The first time we went, we met the two brothers. Yeah. And they resemble each other, but one's got darker hair than the other, okay? Mm-hmm. And I identified one as Pete and the other as Frank, okay? Based on the conversation we had. About uh, three weeks ago, I go out solo to bring a, a potential buyer out and I meet up with the guy who I think is Pete. But he's Frank. But it's Frank. Okay. And we go through, and then I'm like, oh man, I'm having this whole dissonance thing. And one of them lives right on site and the other guy lives remotely. Okay. And uh, so we go through this whole experience and I'm like, Okay, I got these guys mixed up. No problem, right? This is actually Pete, and the other guy's Frank, and this is the guy that lives here. I thought the other guy lived here, and so forth and so on. Okay, no problem. So this morning I show up, and now I'm clear in my mind as to who this Pete is Frank, and who's Frank because I've. So I say, "Hey, Frank." He goes, "I oh, know Frank's doing a delivery." Son of a bitch! <laughs> they, <laughs> they switched. They switched again, right? And I'm like. Now I know they resemble each other, but they're not twins. Like there's eight years apart between them. And I'm just, I'm, I'm totally, so now I don't know who's who anymore. And next time I meet them, I'm going to be like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that to me is a glitch in the matrix. Cause I would have sworn that I was talking to Pete last time, Mm -hmm. but it was a different guy. (laughs) Not the guy I saw today. So what do you think that means? What does that tell us? Well, I might be having a stroke. <laughs> do you smell toast? <laughs> if it is, in fact, a glitch, the, the theory is that it's the parallel universe theory and that we are occasionally we slip into parallel universes. Is this, is this right? the multiverse of Jeffness? Well, <laughs> it's the multiverse of everybody-ness, right? Okay. And I mean, I do remember having some weird experiences and, and lots of people will report like, um, I remember years and years ago when I'd first moved to Victoria, walking downtown and, and finding a comic book shop on a particular corner, going in and seeing, oh, it's a pretty cool shop and never being able to find that damn shop again. Now you've probably, you've, have you been to Victoria? I've been to Victoria yeah, a couple it's times. It's not, it's not huge. It's not New York, right? Yeah. And I sort of got, I lived there for five years. I was never able to retrace my steps and find that shop. Or even that street. So that's that would be a third glitch in Matrix, way before I knew what they were. And then you begin to say, well, did I dream that? Because it could have been, right? And and those are those experiences that either it's a cognitive just anomaly in the brain, or eh, who knows, right? But it's this idea of, uh, and there's lots of stories people talk about finding uh, apparently uh, highways and if you drive around the u.s and all that people will find like a uh like a rest stop or something where they've never remember seeing one before and then they'll go in and then they're driving back along the same road and now it's gone and they're like just what the hell so if that is in fact happening the theory is that it's this crossing over of multiverses and that uh, for a moment or two you're uh either something has come in to our universe or you have temporarily switched over to another plane of existence. Well, I have to say that I've never experienced this. So that's uh, it's a bit outside. I'm, I mean, I'm certainly open to it, but um, I, uh, <laughs> maybe you just have to be a little crazy. Well, I always, <laughs> I always think that uh, you never seen a ghost either. Though. No. Yeah. I'll see. So, yeah. Maybe I'm just, too closed the uh <laughs> you gotta open the doors of perception <laughs> well i always think about like our perception is is basically um is a function of our senses and how we see things and absolutely how we see them and, and you know i always think about this in terms of colors so i see a particular color combination that is orange or blue or white or well white black are not a good things but brown or red or yellow or whatever yep but that's what i see your color configuration could be totally flipped. it could be yeah. and um 
I do think there are some fundamental aspects of of the color combinations and how they work and all that stuff for tint and stuff like that. But you could actually see a very different set of colors. Mm-hmm. And and you would never be able to tell anybody exactly. what you're seeing right. versus what they're seeing. I mean, yep. basically, you point to blue, and I know that color is blue. Right. But I can't have no way of showing you what color I'm seeing exactly. other than confirming that that's right. the color that I understand is blue. So it's the same with that with uh, a lot of things, right? Like your sure. perception is 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 what you see, and um, it could all be very, very different. Well, look at those people who have uh, synesthesia where their two senses are fused, right? So there are people who who hear sounds. Fuck, everybody hears sounds. Sorry. Who hear colors. As as sounds. Or, uh, or well, a combination, right? Or they'll see, they'll or see the letter things, and they'll hear a sound. Or they'll hear hear something as a color. Yes. Yeah. And the one that blows me away the most is those who, their sense of taste is fused with a sense of touch. And they'll actually feel an object that's, that, that doesn't exist. So if you get like something cool and peppermint, I remember reading about and this woman was describing every time she has like a, like a peppermint, she feels these cool, smooth tubes with her hands. And for her, she can't see them. They are invisible, but she definitely can feel them hmm. as if they're, they're actually there. And like, who's to say, well, from her perspective mm-hmm. inside of, they are real. Like right. she can feel them and you know, there, there, there's a, a solidness to them. It's amazing to me. You think that so, ties into things like the concept of phantom limbs and stuff like that? Could be. Because that's I mean, another. When, when you have like an amputation, have you ever seen those things where they do that experiment where you have, mm-hmm. you have your arm and then you put your other arm on the other side of a block? And, and it's a rubber and arm. They, and they, yeah. And they touch it at the same time and then they hit it with the hammer. Yes. And you, and you scream in pain even though it didn't actually hit you. Right? Like, well, just last week, something came up on social media. I think it was on Twitter. And it was a little video. And it had, there was two words above the screen. And there was a woman who was like pointing up. But then it said, you will only, you will hear Well, like what the you're brainstorm and, uh, or right. green something. And yeah. Brainstorm. So it was the same sound over and over again. Right. But if you were reading brainstorm, you clearly heard brainstorm. If you were reading the other word. Right. And I kept doing it over and over again. And then if I didn't look at anything and just listen to the sound, it, it sounded more like just no. nothing. It's, so, I mean, our, our perception. So we teach, I teach a whole bunch of that in, in my organizational behavior class uh, around biases and perceptions and, and that idea that, you know, we're so convinced that, you know, black is black and white is white. But in reality, our, our senses can fool us, right? Oh, well, so you opt- got to leave that, that. Optically, you see that all the time because right. your, your brain really uh, cheats. Mm-hmm. Like uh, from an optical perspective, like everybody thinks that uh, your eyes record like a photograph where everything is super sharp. But right. the reality is the only part of your vision that's sharp is this little three degree circle. It's like the, it is right. a very small circle, right? Uh, the rest of what you see in your field of view is um, peripheral. Right. Right. So the, the cheat, and it, it's kind of like. And then uh, the brain kind of stitches that it all together. It stitches right? it all together because if you go look at a different part in your field of view, you're just moving the spotlight. Right. Right. So anywhere you look in the field of view is sharp, but it's not sharp when it's not the thing you're directly looking at, mm-hmm. you just see kind of colors and, and well, shapes in this textbook there was a great picture of what you would actually see if you were looking through your eyeball. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is there's all those vessels, right. right? So it looks like this kind of lattice work of blood vessels. And then the picture's upside down. Oh, right. right? Everything's up. And down. like you said, it's just clear in the center and the rest of it is kind of blurry, but then your brain, Flips you know, it around. It flips it, eliminates all of that. Well, and, and you know, you know, blood done, vessel and your and your blind spot. They've done uh, tests where they've created like uh, periscope kind of uh, glasses for people. Where, oh yeah. So that 
that actually flips it the right way around. Okay. Right. So, um, and what happens is within like less, it's like less than five minutes, your brain rewrites itself. Really? So even though the images are coming in deliberately upside down, um, your brain is able to flip it back right side up, even though, uh, so, so I had not heard of that. So normally when you see things, yeah. So the, when things get through the lenses in your eyeballs, it flips upside down. So the bottom of, of what you can see is actually the top of your eyeball and or the top of the back of your eyeball. And the top is the bottom of the back of your eyeball. But if you flip, you use some sort of goggles or whatever right. to flip that so that it is the other way around. Yeah. Your brain reflips it again. Interesting. So, what happens when you take the goggles off? Well, it takes about three or four minutes to, uh, to, re to readjust. readjust That's again. amazing. Yeah. Your brain is got heavy, heavy uh, processing power to interpret what the optical signal. And this is why I've become less and less impressed with people who you know, swear they know something for sure. Oh, well, the number of people who <laughs> we're think gonna we're about to speak about religion, but, well, or about anything, right? It's well, like, but, but mm -hmm. it's the, the number of people who think their brains record things. I mean, we've talked about this multiple times over the last two seasons, think their brains report record like, like a computer, like it right. is set in stone. It is, it is yeah, digital. Absolutely. It is binary. No. It is on or off. There is, it is absolute. No. And, and we know, and every time you remember something, it is. You're like changing the memory subtly because. And you, not only are you changing the memory subtly, it is heavily influenced by your current experience. Right. So um, you'll remember things a particular way. And then, uh, but if you, you look at like videos or photographs that actually are kind of reasonably cemented in time. Unless you, unless there's a glitch in the matrix, um, your recollection will be different, and you you re-update these things, right? Yeah, so, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there. I have to say though, there are places and things that I've done a long time ago that pff, I remember zero. Like, I there are photos that I go like, when the hell did we go there? That's right. Yeah, like, I think we all have that experience. I'm going yeah. like, uh, well, it, clearly there's photographs showing that I was there, <laughs> but I don't remember any of this. I, you know, I, I remember no details. And and even when you're trying to remember things, sometimes you you're sitting there and you go like, oh, that's what's this guy's name? And you kind of right. If you're too direct, you kind of have to sneak up. That's on That's right. Exactly. I think probably that comes with age too. Oh. Uh, Lewis Black has a great bit about that, about people in their fifties having a conversation, and it sounds like remember that movie with the guy, what guy? You know the guy, the guy, the guy that was in that thing. Exactly. What thing? You know the thing with the girl, and you don't remember any <laughs> detail. Oh, and then you get well, like one piece, and then everything kind of falls into place. Exactly. Oh, you mean uh, you know whatever, Mayim Bialik? Yes, right. And then click, 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 click. But until you get that one piece, you're grappling for like, you know, you remember it and yeah, know yeah. it, but you're just like, I can't remember exactly what the hell, but I have that same experience. Paulette's been pulling out all these pictures when the kids were little and, and she's got a great memory for camping trips. It's probably, I think partly what you remember, what, what Is you value. Is it a great memory or think she thinks it's a great well, memory? Well, no, I mean, she remembers we went to this place and, and I like vaguely remember, but see for her camping is her passion, right? Right. Whereas I can remember like every Marvel movie and she's like, did we see this movie? And I'm like, yeah, we just saw it last year. Remember this happens and that happens. She's like, no, I don't remember any of that. Right. So it's kind well, of where you, you pulled out, like I was so shocked. You put your attention. I was shocked a few weeks ago when you pulled out salvage one, I'm going like, what the, I'm, I, <laughs> I mean, this was a 1979 television show. For that, like one season. Or no, it was, it was a, it was, a season, two seasons, and, yeah. two seasons, but they didn't episode. They didn't air for the episodes, so like twenty four episodes or whatever. Um, I remember watching that after, <laughs> but there was no way I could have pulled that out of the air, right? Like, uh, yeah, that. I mean, uh, to me, that was a classic example of how different people remember stuff, right? right? But I, I mean, I definitely remember as a kid watching that show, and um, I mean. 
don't know. It, it, it's interesting. I mean, another analogy too is, uh, is songs and song lyrics. Right. They say that when you're between kind of about 14 and 27, music that you uh, listen to at that point in time, right. you'll remember all the lyrics too, right? Um, more recent stuff, man, not so much. Um, unless you kind of work at it. Be, unless you really, yeah, you have to yeah. work at it. But like, you know, if, I know all the words to all of these songs yeah. from when I was growing up at that point in time. And some of those songs, I wasn't really paying that much attention <laughs> to, right? Like, uh, this is a story of Jack and Diane, right? Sure. Like, you know, like I know the... But I, you must have heard it 5,000 times. Well, maybe, right? Yeah. Well, and they talk about too, like, depending on what you like. So... Um, one of the things they did is for music, sometimes you like things that you've just heard lots of times, right. not necessarily that you like sure. when you first heard it. Yeah, right. It's a familiarity. Yeah. Yeah. I know all the words to WAP. WAP. Oh. <laughs> yes. I do not. We were keeping the clean. Yeah. I actually don't know all the words to that song. <laughs> it's not a hard, hard song. But anyway. Yeah. And my uh, wife is getting into all these other, these new bands that she hadn't heard of before. And she's oh yeah. totally getting into the lyrics and all that stuff. Oh, uh, cool. And I'm just like, yeah, I just put Apple music and I hope, like my old stuff. Something that's interesting. Yeah. Well, having kids my are, you know, constantly introducing you to new stuff. So that, that's kind of cool. That's true. And some of it, like, yeah, and, like and, 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 and I mean, uh, it took me a long time to learn that dad was spelled B R U H. B R U H. Bruh. Bruh. <laughs> Everybody's bruh. Bruh. Uh, Isaac loves Joji. Who's Joji? Joji apparently was a YouTuber that did not do music and had a huge following and then he just started re releasing songs and now he's become this mainstream artist. So it's, which is weird for my 13 year old because it's kind of like, reminiscent of stuff from the 70s it's mm -hmm. very lyrical like it's not rappy at all mm -hmm. so i'm like but it's really good and he's just crazy about this joji joji and he had a different name something freddy like it was sort of a stinky freddy or my kids would be like dad <laughs> stinky freddy. what's wrong with you <laughs> but it, was like a, it was an insulting <laughs> name stinky and then freddy. and then freddy or something here, I'm going to look it up. How do you spell Joji? It's J-O-J-I. Uh, J-O-J-I. Yeah. Let's see. Who's Joji? Anyway. Here. Joji. Okay. Well, let's... Uh, hey, let's move on to, uh, to media from the glitch in the Matrix. Because there's no resolution to this. This is something... Essentially, what we're really saying for glitch in the Matrix is... Filthy that, Frank. That was his <laughs> supposed previous... To, supposed to... What was it? Stinky. stinky I said Stinky, stinky Pete. Here, George Kasunaki Miller, known professionally as Joji and formerly for playing the characters Filthy Frank and Pink Guy, <laughs> is a Japanese singer-songwriter, rapper, former comedian, and YouTuber. And uh, his music has been described as a mix between R&B, lo-fi, and trip-hop. So it's really good stuff. But they're like, yeah, I used to be Filthy Frank. And I'm like, what? And now he's Joji. Instead of Stinky Pete. And I'm like, I'm supposed to keep up with all of this? No, Dad, you're old now, so don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> hey, um, been, uh, what media have you been consuming? What media have I... Well, I've been cons binging on how terrible Indiana Jones is. So a lot of YouTube media on oh, all no. of that debacle. Uh, I started watching Secret Invasion. It's good. Yeah, a lot of people are hating on it. I don't understand these fanboys. Well, it's a very different kind so of. So I Marvel am enjoying thing. it. Yeah, I mean it's now uh, it's sad to see some old mainstay characters. You know, no spoilers, but it's like, oh, I guess she's not coming back for any more Avengers movies. Yeah, exactly. You know, goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, but then again, refreshing the franchise and all that. So I haven't seen the third episode yet because um, uh, it just came out. This morning. This morning? Yeah. It's already a bunch of YouTube reviews of it. Wow. They, I mean, but, those, those uh, YouTube reviews show up like so fast. But uh, I enjoyed the first two. I did too. Yeah. I, I have to tell you, uh, I hadn't watched uh, Strange New Worlds 
until like this weekend. Oh my God. That is amazing. Isn't it good? It's uh, And there is a new one that dropped this morning. Right. Have episode four. Yeah. No, not yet. Uh, episode three. No, three is. Uh, so, so number two was the trial. Right. Uh, and number three was the one set in Toronto with right. Kirk. That's right. That dropped last week. So there's going to be a, a new one. Oh, maybe. Episode tonight. four coming out okay. tonight or whatever. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen three. But, uh, they're, they're, they're amazing, They're really right? good. Yeah. The Kirk one was like, it's it's a little edgy too. It right? is. It's not just, uh, it's edgy. It's done well. The trial was surprisingly good. I said. I thought uh, it was going to be, I thought it was going to have a cheap payoff at the end. The, the wild thing about that trial episode and a lot of people have said this. I totally agree. You could take that script, put it in the time machine, yeah, and go shoot an episode of of the original series, and it would work, and it would fit right into that Absolutely. whole like like you know their the screenwriting is top notch. It is. It is better. And the performances are good. Yeah, and I have to say, Anson Mount is super likable as Commander Pike. He really is. Like, he really is, yeah. and he, he has found a stride that yeah. that works. He's believable. He's likable. Yeah. He's not screwing around. Even the yeah. new Kirk... The new Kirk was pretty cool. He's and, pretty uh, good. He was pretty good. He was kind of right at that line. And of course, the first, you know, he's locking lips. Didn't take yeah, long. That's and I'm right. going like, man, that is so Kirk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you know. So I don't know if we're going to see any more of him this season. Oh, I'm but, sure we uh, will, right? And uh, I love uh, 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 Carol Kane <laughs> as this, the new engineer. She's like a, a new version of Dynan that's yes. totally different. That's right. Because she's been alive for, you know, the species that, that lives forever forever, and is hidden amongst humanity. So, uh, yeah, she's uh, <laughs> all the stuff that she maybe goes back in time. I know an engineer. It might yeah. be stolen. might not. What do you think I am? An engineer? I'm yeah. not an engineer. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm bored. It is It is very clever in terms yeah. of. Uh, uh, Rebecca Romaine is great. She I mean, is. the whole cast is good. I love the Doctor and Benga, which, if you remember, was in a couple of the episodes of the original series. Right. But he's sort of a minor, you know, there was really no character development. He's just He was just kind of there. I love what they've done with him because he's edgy, right? He's, he's edgy, a doctor, but he's, but he's, got, he's got, seen some shit. And man. there's some dark side to it. Exactly. Right. And then and then the, the, the green liquid, like, yeah. like, I'm going like, do you always carry it? Always. And I'm going like, wow, this is kind of like... Uh, well, there's a um, and then Ethan Peck is is really good as Spock. Oh yeah, surprisingly like, like a young good. Spock growing into the Spock that we know. Yeah, it's a you know he's Gregory Peck's grandson. I did, I did yeah. know that. That uh, I, I had forgotten that, but yeah, yeah, I do remember that. I'd looked him up. And... I think the chemistry and and you kind of like the next gen. There's pictures of the next gen actors. There's one that came out a couple of months ago, and I showed it to. Paulette and I was like, wouldn't you love to be there? And it was uh Michael Dorn, right? Brent Spiner, mm -hmm. Scott Bakula, who is not next gen, but still right. part of the tribe, if you will, right? Uh all of them in Patrick Stewart's kitchen, uh cooking. Oh wow. Like they just get together and they're it's just like regular folk, but they were making and there Michael Dorn's cutting some tomatoes or whatever and Brent Spiner, Spiner's make it, and it's just like this candid shot. I probably Patrick Stewart took it, and it's like you know, people over for dinner, and I was like, oh, wouldn't you? Just... But there was just a well, you're a photographer, so yeah. you know pictures can capture sometimes like an an essence, right? Like when it's a posed picture, you know, right. and when it's a candid picture, you know, and it just it was a candid shot, but you could just tell these people really enjoy. Well, I, always, together, I right? always think that there's there's two types of uh, photographs. There's photographs that are kind of artistic, the ones that are posed and they're really you know well composed and all yep. that stuff. And then there's snapshots, and snapshots are capturing a moment in time right. that is usually important, more important to the people there, right. but can also show things. And um, one of the other things that uh, I saw this uh, interesting video and it was talking about 
do you need like social media or having your images this is more relevant to a photographer but uh, to be liked in order to validate what you're doing mm. and do the guy gave, did a whole well he did a video specifically on vivian meyer so vivian okay. meyer was a a nanny oh yeah and uh who took care of these kids um in the 50s 60s and 70s and she died right and um she inconvenient was, she was well she died of old age oh okay. but she was a spinster didn't have any family no right. kids no husband no nothing like that and they discovered after long after like 20 years 30 years after she passed away wow that uh she had been a prolific photographer and her photos are amazing they are drop dead gorgeous a lot of black and white she shot with a roliflex like one of those oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. two lens um and so she's taking so she has all these photographs that capture the essence of New York in that time period. And and to a large extent, it was one of the few representations of street photography from that era. That is, I mean, she is an amazing photographer. Half the films were never developed. Like wow. she never, she had had the roles developed or, but never printed. So she never really validated even to herself. She didn't have a ton of money. So sure. So, but they found like thousands and thousands of these images and there's a big, uh, controversy. There was a controversy. I don't know if it's been resolved, but, but, uh, her, so a lot of her images were found in a storage locker that was auctioned. And then the guy that bought them was claiming ownership of it. And then the family, I think was trying to get back for, or whoever is left of relatives right. for her family. Yeah. Well, there's, but, well, there's money. Yeah. But uh, there's going to be relatives. And, 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 you know, if you look at her photos, they are unbelievable. What's her and name? Vivian Meyer. M-A-I-E-R. Really? Um, that it, is an amazing story. It is an right? amazing story. And she, so she had zero validation from anybody. Right. She's doing this all for herself. Right. And um, yeah, anyway, so I, I thought that was That's super, awesome. super interesting. That's awesome. What a great story. Um, Maybe we can post a few of her photos. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. if, if I do it without any copyright issues, <laughs> but educational uh, purposes, the um, we're gonna it, claim ourselves to be an educational institution. <laughs> I am super excited about something that's coming out within a week, which is the next uh, next season of the Foundation. Have you seen the Foundation? No. Oh, I. This I, is the Asimov's Foundation. Well, yes and no. It is, uh, it, is a, it is a adaptation of right. Asimov's uh, foundation. Um, I made the mistake of watching the show and being super excited and interested in it because it's great storytelling. Okay, and, and I'm trying to read the book. And then while we watch, we listened to the audio book on a drive to, um, to Kelowna or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, um, oh, my God. It's a book about nothing happening. In fact, people are rewarded for doing nothing. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's a, a bit very... of a, I've tried to read Foundation Empire. It's a bit of a slog to get through for sure. It is absolutely <laughs> a slog. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, if, they, if it was true to the movie, it would be like 400 hours long. It would long. be boring. Uh, by the today's 400 standard. 400 hour now, epic. The part foundation. that's really interesting about it was that. Uh, that, I mean the 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 serialization or the uh, the the adaptation of it. Yeah, it, it does have lots of elements from the original foundation. Mm-hmm. One of the things about the book Foundation is the first woman doesn't show up until like the five hundredth page or something like that. Oh, so okay. it's kind of a little weird. Whereas yeah. with this adaptation, there's women scattered all through things, right? Which, as right. well, they should be. Sure. But, um, but there is, it, it is very, it is a very interesting concept, a very interesting ideas are presented sure. and it's incredibly well done. Okay. So, um, and that's on Apple TV, Apple TV. Okay. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, um, I think it's Apple TV and it's, uh, production values are through the roof. Like it is, 
Uh, it's super interesting. Kind of like, um, to me, it's like Dune. Okay. The new version of Dune. Right. Where, I mean, again, Dune as a book is kind of a little bit weird, um, but the, 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 the new movie was really well done. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, like Dune after the first book, it gets a little weirder. Right. So we'll see what happens with the, with the movies. But anyway. Did you, uh, uh, for some reason, this made me think of, again, I'm going to go back to uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, you've And I know why. It's because Apple TV uh, shrinking with has Harrison Ford, right. who is phenomenal in that series, you know, playing an old guy uh, and supposed to have a second season. But anyways, they were interviewing him uh, somewhere and they said... Uh, if you had the dial of destiny, which of course is the, 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 the MacGuffin in this movie, right? It's yeah, a time yeah. travel yeah, yeah. disc, whatever. So if you could have, if you had the dial of destiny, where would you go? And he said, home. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy looked at him and he's like, I've been away from home for a long time. <laughs> this is very dry pan. Like, I don't really want to be here, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest with my answer. I Very thought much. it was really funny. I mean, there's a guy who does give a shit about <laughs> the fandom and, you know. Well, I think he's, I mean, he's had success and. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's all good. He's centered, man. Um, well, that's the end of this season. Right. Wow. We so we start season three next week? Sure. All right. What, uh, well, we'll figure out what our topic is next week. <laughs> as we Saison always tres. do. It's always well researched. En espanol. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Buenos dias. Okay. Bienvenido a Connect Two Podcast. Me llamo es Jefe. Hola, Marco. <laughs> Hola. Have a really great uh, yeah, week. You too. I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay, bye bye.